0: Hi, this is Nick Forster. This week, we're going back to the E-Town archives for a show that we recorded little more than 15 years ago. It's got some great music, a great achievement award, and it starts right now.
1: From the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town, with this week's guests. From Laguna Beach, California, Brushfire recording artist, Donovan Frankenrider. And from Chicago, Illinois, alligator recording artist, Mavis Staples. Right now, here's your host, Nick Forrester. Thank
0: you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to E-Town. Get together, listen to some live music, talk things over a little bit. I believe that if anybody ever talked about music making a difference, if there ever was a theme song for political change or a soundtrack to Troubled Times, then they would most likely talk about the 1960s, they'd most likely talk about the Civil Rights Movement, and they would definitely talk about the Staples Singers. The Staples Singers was a family band led by the patriarch Roebuck Staples, or Pops as people called them. And the rest of the band was made up of his kids, Mavis, Cleotha, Purvis, and then Yvonne, the staple singers. They went to church, marched with Dr. Martin Luther King. They sang at colleges and folk festivals and revivals and schoolhouses. Uh, They traveled in the segregated South. They went to jail. They stood their ground and made beautiful music all along the way. And that's kind of what uh, being in the church for them meant in those days. They went on to record a bunch of records hung out with all the stars of the day. They got played on the radio and carried the sounds of the South all over the world. We are very lucky here in E-Town because we got to spend a little time with Pop Staples a few times before he died. But this is our first chance to welcome one of the other principal voices of the Staples Singers. So please welcome from Chicago, Illinois, it's a great honor to have her with us, Mavis Staples.
2: I was standing by my window it was on a cold and cloudy day I said when I saw the
3: Earth come
2: rolling mm, to carry my mother away. I said, Will the circle be unbroken? By and by, Lord, by by and by, there's a better home waiting in the sky, Lord, in in the the sky, sky. I will follow close behind her, try to hold up and be brave, but I could not, I couldn't hold my sorrow, Lord, when they laid her in the grave. The circle will it be unbroken? Lord, 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 Lord by, Lord, by,
4: by and by,
2: there's a better, better home.
5: Thank you very much.
4: Thank you. All
0: right. Hard to know where to start with Mavis Staples on the stage. Just great to have you here. You sound great.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Nick.
0: You started singing in church when you were around eight years old. Yes, I did. Remember what song you sang?
2: I sang the very first song that our father taught us was Will the Circle Be Unbroken. That was the very first song. Wow. Back in 1949.
0: Wow. Wow. And then you got swept up into this whole thing that was so amazing. You know, you just, uh, uh, as a family, singing in churches and beginning to travel. Yes. It wasn't long before you were... Traveling in the south and uh, get to hear Dr. King speak.
2: Yes, yes. We uh, visited Dr. King's church. One Sunday we were in Montgomery, Alabama, and Pops called us all to his room. He said, listen, y'all, this man Martin is here, Martin Luther King, and he has a church here. I want to go to his 11 o'clock service. Do you all want to go? And we said, oh yeah, daddy, we want to go. We all went to Dr. King's church that morning. Someone let him know that we were in the audience, and he acknowledged us, and we joined the movement that time, because Pops called us to his room. It was just so on his mind, he said, listen, y'all, I really like this man's message, and I think that if he can preach it, we can sing it. So we began writing freedom songs. The first one we wrote was March Up Freedom's Highway, and that was for the march from Selma to Montgomery. Then we wrote us a Long Walk to D.C. But I got my walking shoes on. <laughs> that was for the march to Washington, D.C. Yeah. And uh, we wrote a song called Why Am I Treated So Bad? Right. There were nine black children in Little Rock, Arkansas, and they were trying to board a bus to integrate a school, Central High School, for a couple of months. The people wouldn't let them board the bus. They wouldn't heckle them, and you know, the kids, they were just so well-mannered, they just kept their faces straight ahead, they had their books, but they wouldn't let them board that bus. So one day, the mayor of Little Rock, the governor of Arkansas, and the president of the United States said, let those children go to school. Well, Pops and I, we were watching the news that evening, we wanted to see this, you know. Just as these kids got to walk up to that bus at this day, a policeman was standing there and he put his billy club across the door and Pop said to himself, now why are they treating them like that? Why are they treating them so bad? And that evening he wrote that song, Why Am I Treated So Bad? Yeah. That particular song turned out to be Dr. King's favorite.
0: And that swept you up as, a, as just, you know, you're in the family. This is what your family does and suddenly you're in the midst of this big political thing. You're singing all over the place and also around that time it seemed like you started getting mixed up in all the music that was going on at mm-hmm. that time. It wasn't just singing in churches and singing gospel music. You, you were doing Newport Folk Festival. Folk Festival. And you started, I think Bill Graham started to yes. t- looking out for you guys. Yes. And, like, do you remember any of the wackiest bills you were on, playing with rock and roll bands and stuff?
2: Oh, like, my. We opened for Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did, and we were singing strictly gospel. But we opened for Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> and, and it was amazing. You know, our sound was so unique. Well, our sound comes from Pops and his guitar down in Mississippi. And uh, he gave us voices that his family would sing. There were 14 of them. Wow. Well. And Pops and my uncle were the lads too. My uncle's name was Sears, and my father's name was Roba. <laughs> <laughs> so... They had him a Sears Roebuck. <laughs> but um, he would give us voices that he and his sisters and brothers would sing down in Mississippi. Yeah. And our sound was just so unique. And the songs that Pops was teaching us, old time religion songs, you know, and um, well,
0: let, let, me, let me ask you about something, LeMavis, before, before I forget. Yes. Because you're in this gospel world, and then suddenly you're out in the middle, you're opening for Jimi Hendrix, and you're hanging out with Janis Joplin and Bob yes. Dylan and everybody else in the world, yes. and you're playing mm-hmm. all these shows. I know that in some gospel circles, there's a danger of losing your fan base if you start to do secular songs, like they use Sam Cooke as a kind of example. Yes. You know, he was in the Soul Stirrers, and then he does secular music, and then he gets shot pretty yes. soon. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you better not do that, right? <laughs> so I don't know. Did you have that experience where you'd started doing secular songs and, and people gave you a hard time? Well, you know, we were accused of doing secular
2: songs. I, we just had a beat that put our songs on the R&B stations across the board. And when the church people heard this, they just right away said, the staple singer's singing the devil's music. you know. And uh, I had to do so many interviews, letting the folk know that the devil don't have no music. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I tell them, you know, all music is God's music. If you listen to the lyrics, and this was I'll take you there, yeah. I know a place, ain't nobody crying, ain't no smiling faces, lying to the raisins, where else could we be taking you but to heaven? Yeah.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, it was an amazing part of musical history that you guys made. You had a really profound effect on all kinds of people who listened to you and have come since. And. And there's never been anybody that sounds like you. You know, that combination of your voices and your dad's guitar playing. and yeah. It's just beautiful and haunting. And, and I know that you're keeping it up. You know, you're keeping that sound going. I'm
2: keeping, you know, we lost our father in 2000. And I know that Pops would want me to continue to sing. And I want to keep his legacy going. And, you know, my voice is my gift from God. I don't know music. I don't know what key I sing in. So now, if I don't go on and sing, I'm abusing a blessing, you know? And I'm the Mavis ain't gonna be abusing no blessing. (laughs) Yes, indeed.
0: As long as you're singing, I think it's gonna work, Mavis. So, yeah. Well, let's get back to music. Welcome back to the E-Town Stage, Mavis Staples.
2: Thank you.
1: Thank you. Mavis? Yes. You are looking absolutely stunning tonight.
2: Well, I heard I was coming to E-Town, you see. So I had to spiff it up a little bit, you know. I'm very proud to be here. Thank you. Have a little faith, my friend We got trouble everywhere around the world There's not a safe place to be For any woman, man, boy or girl And everywhere we turn There's destruction and pain We get a mouthful of promises And a full of rain So have a little faith, I say little faith, my friend We got to help each other Through thick and thin These are trying times That we're living in Have a little faith, I say Have a little faith, my friend There's evil all around us We got to rise above We got to fight the good fight in that war We're living Have a little bit of faith, y'all I, I tell have you that's all we need I Everything I say Is gonna be
0: Mavis Staples. Her CD is called Have a Little Faith. On an Alligator Records, she's from Chicago, Illinois. Mavis Staples, such an honor to have her on E town stage along with the E Tones. Man, oh man, Mavis Staples, one of our absolute favorites. From back in 2005 on stage at E Town, we'll be back with more music plus an achievement award after a short break. <laughs>
1: This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. You're listening to E-Town.
0: Nick Forster, you're listening to E-Town. Mavis Staples is going to be back later on in the show play some more music. And uh, coming up, a young singer from California, a surfer and musician named Donovan Frankenrider is here. He's a great musician. Before we get back to music, though, uh, Mavis talked about, you know, all the kind of hard work and danger involved in trying to make the world a better place, the civil rights movement and so on. And I think that's one powerful example of a big issue that was addressed in so many small steps. And we get a chance to do something in honor of people every week who are doing something similar, trying to make a dent in a big problem by taking small steps in the right direction. It's the Achievement Award. and Here comes Helen to tell us about this week's winner.
1: Thank you, Nick. We got this week's story thanks to Michelle Swisher of um, Morgantown, West Virginia, who listens to E-Town on the internet via our website Etown.org. and she has nominated Brett White, also of Morgantown. Brett is a young guy who grew up in a household where volunteerism was just a part of family life. He's also a guy who gets things done. While still in high school, Brett took a modest local food drive to the statewide level. He also eventually came up with the idea of organizing other young people to get involved in their communities by doing service-oriented volunteer work. And the results of his efforts have been amazing. Now, Brett is here with us by phone. He's ready to fill us in on how he got started and how far things have come. So let's bring him on to tell us more. From Morgantown, West Virginia, please put your hands together for this week's Each Human Award winner, Brett White.
0: How are you, Brett?
3: I'm great. Thanks, Nick. It's great to be with you.
0: How's Morgantown?
3: Morgantown is wonderful. It's a little chilly. It's a little chilly.
0: Is Morgantown kind of somewhere, can you triangulate, between uh, Charleston and Wheeling and get to Morgantown?
3: Well, Morgantown is about 30 minutes south of Pittsburgh. We're just right across the border from Pennsylvania. So we're pretty much in the northern part of the state.
0: And tell us a little bit about uh, this thing that you did. You know, most high school guys are kind of preoccupied with more mundane things like whether their clothes are right or whatever and uh, you were in high school and you decided to try to make a difference. How did you do that?
3: Well, when I was a freshman in high school, I began working on our food drives through our student council and I thought there had to be a way to involve more young people to get them involved in the process. So I came up with the idea of starting a statewide organization and through lobbying in the governor's office and with the state legislature, and with community members and sponsors, we were able to make it possible and we founded the West Virginia Youth Service Initiative.
0: And you did all this lobbying and you met with the governor's office and stuff when you were a teenager?
3: Absolutely, I was a junior in high school when we undertook the project.
0: And uh, what kind of gave you the idea that you could make such a difference?
3: Well, growing up, my parents always instilled in me a sense of service.
0: So you found some friends, you found some fellow students who were fired up about this stuff?
3: (laughs) Absolutely, I found a few friends and my parents were instrumental in the beginning because Our kitchen table, I guess, served as our office for those first few months. Our first project we undertook was a statewide food drive. Uh, We decided to reach out to every school and organization in the state to get involved, and we sponsored um, a two-week food drive, and we raised over 30,000 cans of food during that first food drive.
0: 30,000 cans of food. Yep. Wow. In your first effort.
3: First effort, absolutely. After the food drive, we reevaluated what we were doing. We presented the report to the governor and asked for his continued support, which he gave. And we decided that we wanted to do something in the spring. The food drive was held in the fall. So in April, Youth Service America, which is a national organization, sponsors what's called National Youth Service Day. And in my past, I had been involved with some smaller projects that took place on that day. And I thought that we could do a larger scale project in West Virginia. So out of that thought came the development of West Virginia Touch-A-Life Day. And what this was, was one day of service where we networked students and young people all across the entire state together that are doing service on this one day.
0: And, and you got a big bunch of people to do that.
3: Right. We, and the first Touch-A-Life Day, we had about 8,000 young people engaged in service on that one day.
0: Wow. Well, and this was organized locally or did you have some kind of central theme?
3: Well, what we did was we organized it out of my house, of course, there in in kitchen too. I lived in the geographic center of West Virginia, my parents' home. Yeah. And we organized it from that central location and we really let the students all throughout the state really pick what they wanted to do and they got to choose whether they wanted to do a clothing drive or a soup kitchen or those kinds of things. They actually were in charge of their own projects, but we provided them with the resources and with materials that would help them bring the project to fruition.
0: Let me ask you a personal question: um, Did that affect your social scene? I mean, did kids <laughs> think you were geeky for doing this, or <laughs> well, did they, and, were they impressed? How did this
3: work? Well, and like you said, in, in high school, a lot of people are you know, dealing with other things. And when I would approach a girl, I usually wasn't asking for a date; I was asking for canned food. <laughs> so, so. It, it did It did change my social life a little bit, and it began to become so big that it really took up all of my free time. But that was something I was willing to give. Yeah. I knew that what we were doing was important. But my close friends and my family were great. They helped count the food. They helped deliver the food. They were really instrumental in the beginning of this organization.
0: Brett, have you done more than one of these uh, statewide things?
3: We have. We have completed two statewide food drives. And both of the food drives put together, we've raised over 100,000 cans of food for West Virginia.
0: Wow. That's impressive.
3: Yeah. And then just and this past April, we completed the second Touch a Life Day, and we had over 13,000 people involved. So that's 21,000 young people who were engaged in service through our Touch a Life Day program as well. It's really good. Now, uh, can I ask how old you are now? I am currently 21 years old.
0: 21 years old. And you've got this great track record under your belt. You've done all this stuff. Uh, What's next for you? What are you going to do?
3: Well, I'm currently a senior at my university, West Virginia University. And in February, I'm running for student body president here at my university.
0: Student body president. So it's a career in politics is what you're saying.
3: I've dedicated my life to serving others. And I think that politics is going to be that road. So hopefully, one day, when a student comes to me to ask for help, I can be the governor helping those students initiate those kind of projects.
0: There, there you go. All right, Brett. <laughs> Congratulations. We're going to send you a framed Achievement Award certificate in recognition of all your efforts, and you can share it with your volunteers uh, spread out all throughout West Virginia. And good luck to you. I suspect we're going to be hearing more from you.
3: Well, thanks very much, Nick. It was great to be with you.
0: Thank you. That's Brett White, the winner of this week's Achievement Award.
1: Our thanks to Michelle Swisher of um, Morgantown, West Virginia, our listener who sent us this week's story. If you're listening out there and you think you may have someone in mind for the award who's working to better your hometown or a community elsewhere, please let us know. Just take a moment, send in their story. They could end up on the air. Make a nomination and learn more about a number of our more recent winners by visiting our website, etown.org, or write us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. Brett
0: White, the winner of the Achievement Award this week. Future governor of West Virginia, at least. Uh, Mavis Staples is going to be back to sing some more in a while. Right now, I want to tell you about our next guest, Donovan Frankenrider. It's a wonderful name, of course. He was born and raised in Southern California. And when he was a kid, he began surfing. By the time he was 14, he had what probably every young surfer wanted, a corporate sponsor. Uh, And uh, that enabled him to keep surfing. You only get those things if you're really, really good. And he was really a good surfer, is still. Uh, A little while later, he picked up a guitar. He started a band, kind of kept going in a musical direction too. And now he has his own solo record out. He's had a bunch of help from his friends along the way, including G Love and his uh, surfing buddy, Jack Johnson. And the result is a very distinctive kind of ocean side sound that you're about to hear. Please welcome to E-Town for his first visit from Southern California, Donovan Frankenrider.
5: you said I love would be, well, you said you were my girlfriend, or some girl you turned out to be. I guess you know about leaving, love loving and leaving me, or well, you left me You led me to believe. Sometimes your life can't crumble. Sometimes your soul might make you stumble. But you can't drown in your sorrow. Because you might be found, Bye. might be found tomorrow. What you know about living when you are treated like a queen. We don't know about giving. Ain't looking to receive. Sometimes your life, okay, i crumble. Sometimes your soul might make you stumble. But you can't drown in your sorrow. Cause you might be found, Bye. might be found tomorrow. So might make you stumble But you can't drown in your sorrow Cause you might be found, might be found tomorrow tomorrow. I said you might be found, might be found tomorrow tomorrow. I said you might be found, might be found tomorrow tomorrow. I said you might be found, might be found 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 tomorrow. found tomorrow Oh girl, you might be found I be found tomorrow.
6: Thank you guys so much. Yeah, it's truly an honor to be here tonight with Mavis Staples and everybody, all you guys for coming down and stuff. This is wonderful being here at E Town.
5: See you said you can't be found, let's get together Let's drive down to the point Let's get together and roll that joint And I won't forget what you said Please don't forget what I said Can't wait to show you my love, your love Out there In the glowing sky I can't help but stare Staring out As far as I could see There was a star Staring back at me and I won't forget What you said and please don't forget What I said Can't wait to show you My love Your love My love all oh, the Baby, sometimes we want And sometimes we need You make me want to stay And then you say you got to leave Don't know what you'll find But in the meantime I'm just here to show you my love Your love Love on love, yeah Hang on where you're going to now If it gets lonely let me show you how Let's get together One more time before you go Let's get together and then you'll know That I meant what I said And Please don't forget what I said Can't wait to show you my love Your love, my love, all love, yeah. I wanna show you my love, your love, my love, all love, yeah. Thank you guys so much.
0: I guess when you travel around, you find yourself in a new place. And here you are in a new place. I can't believe it. Yeah, Music can take you to places you really think you'd
6: never go. And I can't believe I'm here tonight, actually. Yeah. Well, it sounds great. Glad you're here. You know, I bet, I
0: bet surfing took you to some really unusual places, too.
6: The weirdest place I've ever surfed was Iceland. I went to Iceland <laughs> and surf. And there was icebergs and volcanoes erupting. And it was the craziest place ever. <laughs> the sea life over you're there You're making that big. up, aren't you? No, huh?
0: I can't believe that that's I true. I swear to
6: God, I did. I went there. Was...
0: <laughs> Surfed in Iceland. Well, Donovan, when you were growing up in Southern California, did you have surfing heroes and musical heroes?
6: When I started playing the guitar, I really listened to a lot of like Bob Marley, Jimi Hendrix, and uh, Eric Clapton, and I don't know. There's so many great musicians at that time. My parents had a lot of records around the house, but that's when I picked the guitar up when I was 16, and uh, but I've had a lot of surfing influences as well. Like, uh, I met Jack when I was 16 as well, going to Hawaii. And there's a lot of great surfers from Hawaii that really influenced the way that I surf and
0: uh, the things that I do and stuff and whatnot. I mean, I I went surfing once, and uh, it was not a pretty sight.
4: (laughs) But I know,
0: (laughs) but I learned enough to know that it's A, a pretty athletic activity and B involves some hanging out, it involves some patience finding the right spot and waiting for the right wave and so on.
6: Yeah, I mean, when you're first learning, it's good to get a real long board. And, like, one of the best spots in the world to surf is, like, when you're beginning is, like, Waikiki, because you can that's, just kind of... That's where
0: I was, <laughs> on a really long board. That's, that's a great... <laughs> My problem was that I couldn't stop it. I got up and I was on the surfboard, but I couldn't make it stop. Yeah, no, that happens sometimes, but that's... <laughs> I'm, there's, like, people swimming
6: around there. I'm thinking,
0: I'm going to kill these people.
6: Uh, <laughs> yeah, that happens at Waikiki,
4: for sure. <laughs>
0: But um, we get to learn about, you know, musicians who come here before they get here. And so when I'm doing little homework and reading interviews and learning about you, it sounds like a pretty idyllic I'm sure, much more idyllic than it really is, but it sounds like an amazing life, where you surf and there's music and it's like playing music on the beach and hanging out with your friends, and seems really. Relaxed.
6: Yeah, I mean, a
0: uh, lot of hanging out.
6: Yeah, no, there is a lot of hanging out. Like, I turned professional surfing when I was 16, and um, I'm 32, so I've been I've been making a living surfing and I still can't believe it. Even my parents, uh, they asked me, they're like, how do you make money surfing? I don't get it. Like they still don't get it. And I don't know, it's crazy. I just, uh, (laughs) I'm just out there surfing and making money, making a living. And it was weird because all the traveling I've done and stuff, the the acoustic guitar was the one thing that I could bring with me all over the place, like on boat trips or airplanes, hotels, wherever. So a lot of surfers always brought acoustic guitars. So we've, we always were uh, hanging out and jamming and playing music.
0: What's a day in the life like? You know, like what time do you get up, and when you're gonna go surfing? <laughs>
6: that depends. Like if I'm on a surf trip, you know, we'll just be on the road looking for waves. But usually at home, my son wakes me up at about five in the morning and says, "Daddy, get up." So I get up with him, and we drive down to the beach and look at the waves. And I don't know. I just kind of relax. When I'm at home, I really relax with the family and have yeah. a good time with them, and and just kind of cruise.
0: Another nod to uh, Mavis's comment about opening for Jimi Hendrix. Your son's name is Hendrix. Is yeah,
6: right? it is. My wife. Uh, let that happen. I wrote down
4: <laughs>
6: I wrote down I wrote down all these names and uh, she's like, "What about Hendrix?" and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? You'll let me do that?" So that's his name, Hendrix Frankenrider.
0: <laughs> well, let's get back to music. Welcome back to E Town. From Southern California, Donovan Frankenrider.
6: And just in front of all you guys, I want to thank these guys, the band here. I just flew in, and they learned the songs in like a day, and it's incredible playing with musicians like this. I've never met these guys before. Wonderful.
0: Thank you guys so much.
5: on that to the new song a changing tide We better drop them sails and get inside When will the weather ever let us go I guess we'll have to wait until the trade winds blow We'll be free nothing in between what we are what we see what we are we are just on a lifeboat sailing home with our drunken hearts and our top bones will i just take one last look around and every place feels like a familiar town
0: so much. Donovan Frankenrider, Southern California, along with the E-Tones, Chris Engelman, Christian Teal, Ron Jolly, Helen Forster. Thank you, Donovan Frankenrider. We'll be back with more music from Mavis Staples from back in 2005 on stage at E-Town after a
1: short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. You're listening to E-Town.
0: I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E Town on stations like KCSN, Los Angeles, California, on WUWF in Pensacola, Florida, and on WTTS in Indianapolis, Indiana. Thanks for listening. As always, if you want more information about any of the things we're up to, there's lots of stuff online at etown.org. Now let's go back to the E Town stage for more of this special show from 2005. Donovan Frankenreiter is actually going to be back in a little bit to sing a number with Mavis Staples, which is going to be pretty darn exciting, I can tell you. Uh, But right now, we'd like to welcome back one of the great voices of traditional American music, popular music, church music, whatever you want to call it. It just feels good to listen to this woman sing. Please welcome back to the E-Town stage, Mavis Staples. Thank
2: you. Now, my friend Donovan rehearsed this song with me earlier today. All right, give him a hand, y'all. Uh-uh. Lying to the races, lying to the races, no, 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 no. smile face Yeah, let's see what we want now. All these beautiful smiling faces here tonight at E-Town. <laughs> y'all heard me, E-Town. <laughs> we want y'all to take us there. All right? Are we ready now? Yeah? Nick ready. I know you're ready, Nick. (laughs) Come on y'all.
0: called have a little faith we have a little faith in this next song too we're going to do one more song for you, get Donovan Frankenrider out, get Helen and the Etones out, I don't know how many of you uh, remember seeing a movie called The Last Waltz, but it was a a movie that featured performance of the band and it featured one of their um, best known songs and uh, they had a guest artist singing on that particular track in the movie, who went on to basically just take that song from them and keep it, and it now belongs to her, and that was Mavis Staples who sang it in the film. We're going to get her to do this in a second. I want to thank all our guests this week. Once again, Mavis, thank you so much for coming. I want to thank Donovan Frankenrider from Southern California. I want to thank our award winner, Mr. Brett White from West Virginia, doing the Youth Service Initiative. Congratulations, Brett, on your success. I understand that uh, that Donovan has been watching the the movie of The Last Walls in his bus every day. So he's pretty fired up about doing this number. (laughs) Thank you so much for being with us. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. I
2: pulled into Nazareth. I was feeling about a half-man dead just needed a place where I could lay my head hey mister can you tell me where a girl might find a bed he just grinned, shook my hand no was all he said
4: take a load off family take a load for free take a load off family
2: To hide. When I saw Old Carmen and the Devil walking side by side, and I said, Hey Carmen, come on, let's go downtown. She said, I gotta go, but my friend can not stick around. Yeah, hey. Take a load off, Fanny. Take a load. Take a load for free. Take a load. Take a load, a load off, Fanny. Right on me. Put
5: the Lord on me. I'll go down Moses, there ain't nothing you can say It's just old Luke And Luke's waiting on the judgment day well Luke my friend What about young Lee? He said, "Do me a favor, son. Won't you stay and keep me yeah. Take, Take a load, load off me. Of
4: Take a load. Take a load, load for free. Take a load. Take a load off of me. Hey. 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 Hey.
0: Put the load. Put right the load
2: on right me. on me. Put the load on me.
4: Yeah. Put the load. Put the load.
0: Mavis Staples, Donovan Frankenrider.
1: This is a production of E-Town. All right, there you have it.
0: Donovan Frankenrider, a great award about empowering youth in West Virginia, and of course, the legendary one and only amazing Mavis Staples. She came that time without her band. We got to play all those songs with her, and it was such an honor. I'm Nick Forster. Thanks for listening.